the PWO WrestleCast. As always, I'm your host, Matt. With me tonight, I have the greatest ref, and honestly, maybe arguably the hardest working wrestling YouTuber in the world. It is Cod Sinclair. We must learn to live together as brothers, or we will perish together as fools. (laughs) And as always, backed by popular demand, it's Pat going on what's going on everybody have a good three-day weekend not long enough not long enough as Never usual long enough yeah it seems like this weekend was hard to kill <laughs> unless unless you were ethan page yeah we'll get into I guess we'll get to that <laughs> well uh so many one-liners i want to make but none that would make sense for anyone who didn't watch the show <laughs> But we'll get there. We're gonna we're gonna talk about hard to kill here after we cover the wrestling news. First up, we did get a uh, announcement of the WrestleMania weekends come for the future, and the big shocker: WrestleMania is gonna be two night again. That's uh, I think that was kind of expected though. Honestly, considering um, there's there's no real end in sight at the moment for COVID, um, people need to still stay safe, um, and I don't really think a large social gathering of WrestleMania standards um, would help that cause. Um, but it but it is shocking that they also gave us the next two years. And neither of those are two nights, and they're going back to one night. My my guess on the reason they gave you the next two years is, you know, obviously this time last year, there, you know, they always like to announce the new WrestleMania place like a year ahead of time. My guess is they already had these next two already confirmed. But since they're pushing them off by a year, and this one's going to stay in Tampa to like kind of give Tampa what they missed out on, they just figure to go ahead and start planning now. Well, it's not more, more like uh, WrestleMania is going to be in the Thunderdome. Um, although some some are speculating that they will try. It's and- it's not going to be. I'm telling you now, what's going to happen? Super Bowls in Tampa. As long as the Super Bowl goes off without a hitch, they're gonna WWE's gonna push for all the same things that the Super Bowl got. Yeah, I I have to agree with Pat. Um, I think that as far as the Thunderdome take takedown setup, takedown again to setup. I think that over the span of you know two to two to three nights, depending on what their cleaning process is for everything. Um, 
and I know, and I, and I know it's an outdoor venue, so it makes it a little bit easier. Um, but as far as cleaning, I don't know if you can Sunday night have night two of Mania tear tear down Thunderdome and then build it back up back at back at Tropicana Field. My guess would be if they did do a Thunderdome, they probably taped the whole thing Saturday. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, that being said, I. I don't see how they're going to – I mean, the whole point is for, you know, them to pump some money into Tampa by staying and doing it in Raymond Jaden Stadium. So if if the the Super Bowl goes off without a hitch in February and you don't see numbers crazily rise uh, in the, you know, two months between it, then, you know, it's not going to – it, you're you're not gonna see them go Thunderdome. There's no way they're gonna. There's no way Vince is not gonna get his crowds. Well, I think that's kind of what we all thought last year was that even with everything going on, and you know, maybe it was around the time where you know major sports promotions were starting to shut things down. So I think it was like two weeks up until. Like, yeah. they were planning on a full stadium. So, I mean, yeah. I, that... And, and, and Raymond James is doing, like, pods of seats, you know. It's a 65,000, you know, seat stadium. They're going to be able to get 25,000, 30,000 people, you know. I mean, even 25% of that is 16,000. So yeah, exactly. it's all it's all about how you can do it. Um, if they were if they were smart, they would take a play out of New Japan's book, um, or even the NFL's book with how they're doing seating and they're doing less seating. Um, but there are plenty of current ex- examples to go off of. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, all that being said, I don't imagine. Uh, I've said this before on here. I can't see an American audience, you know, not chanting and, and only clapping and stomping. I just have a hard time seeing that. Oh, I don't think they will have to. Yeah, I think I think that... I think you're gonna I think you're gonna have to sit in pods of people that you're with and all the pods will be separated. Um you know, they'll be able to chant, they're just not gonna be able to take their masks off. Yeah, the best example is, you know, you watch an NFL game today, and I think that's what the crowd would look a lot like. I think um, I think that Japan having, you know, all of us watched um, Wrestle Kingdom, it's they, they definitely brought, you know, the hammer down a little bit, considering they were getting ready to, you know, shut the country down for a couple of days. Um, but I... I think Pat's right, though. We're, we're, we're going we're to get fans either way, whether it's 25%, whether it's 10%. Um, Vince is going to get his crowd. Yeah. He always finds a way. Well, I do think it's interesting, though. So we aren't going to get an in-person Hall of, Flame, Hall of Fame ceremony, though. That is said to be very virtual. So apparently the plan going forward. I wonder if that's also just because they're probably more at risk. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it. 
I don't even remember. Well, they don't have this year's class. Are they just carrying over the Hall of Fame class? Or are they going to do both? I have no idea. I mean, that included um, Batista. I hate, I hate to say it, but you bring together a lot of aged people who are susceptible to COVID. They're in that high-risk age range. That doesn't stop them um, from Legends Night. And that doesn't yeah. stop Ric Flair, which, spoiler alert for tonight's Raw, um, Ric Flair is going to be a permanent member of the Raw roster moving forward. Well, you know, Lacey Evans is getting her turn on Space Mountain, that's all. Despite, <laughs> despite us meeting her husband and child already. Hey. Yeah, and she's 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 going to have a hard time holding them alligators down. People cheat. They also light and they also steal. Oh, horrible. Yep. Um, Welcome to PWO. <laughs> so, that is very interesting. Um, I am very curious to see if they add any new members from last year's class. Uh, some speculation that Undertaker is getting inducted here. But once again... Is he going to wrestle the next night? Uh, I don't think he would do because next year's WrestleMania is in Texas. They're gonna hold off. Then I think, yeah. I think, I think it's, I think, I think it's should. wise. That dude, well, he, was, he was probably supposed to be in this class because it was supposed to be in Texas this year. No, it's supposed his... to be in Hollywood still. Uh, whatever. Who cares? I think they switched Hollywood and Texas because I think they're still concerned about California not allowing. California eat, can eat it because they suck. Either that or um, if we can have a full packed, packed stadium here in about two years, I think the AT&T Stadium can hold mm. way more people. Don't say that. Like That's going to be life. I don't know why you're not prepping for it. If if last year didn't teach you nothing, I mean, hope. As I always say, hope for the best, prep for the worst, Doug. Uh, yeah, exactly. Moving on. Also, I, I have no. There's no words. Like I just said. Uh, um, good news for WWE. Uh, they signed a wrestler from Japan, Sari, S-A-R-E-E-E, Sari. Sari. Sorry. Sorry. Literally weeks before COVID happened, and she was unable to make her uh, trip to the United States. She's been working in NXT UK the past couple of uh, months, and she recently put out there that she will be coming to the States here soon. So. Hopefully we're going to get a much-needed adrenaline shot to the women's roster here. Yeah. Um, what is also the rumor um, about Kaylee Ray not being able to be in the Rumble? Is that true or false? Um, I don't know if they can get over, honestly. I don't. Yeah, because she was supposed to be in last year as well, um, and that got blocked. And now this year, I think it's going to happen or again, which I think is a crime. Because I think she needs to be at least involved in some mainland stuff, if we can get her. I believe she's still the longest reigning champion at the moment. Yeah, there's nobody to defend against. How many times can you fight, you know, Piper even? 
Like, yeah, or Ginny. Yeah, how how many times? You know, and that's and and that's the problem when we start branching off these NXT, um, you know, regions. You know, is is there's only so much talent to poach. You know, until there's uh, until the well is run dry. I agree with that. Um, there just there comes a point where, a, Kaylee Ray is fantastic. Yeah, I don't know how much exposure people have. I know not a lot of people watch NXT UK, which is a shame because it's probably their best product that is putting out right now. Probably most people think she's Kylie Ray. No, no, I think she's done enough at this point to separate. Her. I thought she. I thought that's who we were talking about. Because I don't watch UK. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly my point. She's been the women's champ there now for what feels like two years, but I don't know if it's just she won it in the end of 2019 and has just held it for now. If it's not Walter, I'm, well, no, I like grizzled young veterans too. But well, this is my point, though. Like, they have a lot of good matches and great talent over there that not that doesn't get a whole lot of exposure because, a, the time that they show it on the network is weird. I want to tell you what comes on at about three or four, maybe even two o'clock here. Um, although I might be off a couple hours one way or the other. Um, but honestly, it's a good product. I mean, we're, we're setting up for Walter versus a kid here, which has been a pretty good build. Um, a kid having won the heritage cup, defended it uh, several times, beating guys who helped train him. And now he's facing Walter for the title. I don't think he's got to beat Walter. I don't know if anyone's beating Walter right now. But it's 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 tough to even think about anybody beating him because <clears throat> there no, is nobody. Should, yeah, Walter should be Bruno San Martino over there unless they get some high end guys. Hey, unless we get Wade Barrett, Barrett Barrage. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the the watch along that they did for that match. Wade Barrett was like, "I'm not getting in the ring with Walter." <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody should. He um, is he is a man amongst boys. I think Ilya Dragunov will end up doing it once he returns here. If they were smart, if they were smart, they would just continue to make a hero out of Walter and. You know what every hero needs. A villain. Uh, nah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that individual could defeat Walter here. I think I think Marty Skrull is the answer in UK. Go get him. Go I do it. Honestly, Pat, Pat, Pat's on to something. Uh, uh, every hero needs a villain. Every Walter needs a Marty Skrull. Here's the thing. Everybody needs a Marty Skrull except Will Ospreay. Very good. I don't think Walter... How, how can you say that when Walter and Pete Dunn tore the house down? Listen, Pete, Pete I Dunn still and Marty Skrull are like the same body types. Yeah, uh, I still say that that match was the best of that whole WrestleMania weekend. I agree. I think it's more wrestling style. Pete Dunne can be a much more fighter. He, he's much more strike-based mm-hmm. rather than just submission-based. 
And a lot of what Marty Scott A whole story about Marty chopping down limbs and using joint manipulation to take out Walter. But if you think about it, if you're in this for the long term, Vince would be smart to do it. Because now you have somebody that at least has a little bit of booking experience to go along with at least a couple of in-ring years. And then you have another producer who is who is very smart. And did you know? Did he come out and ad- and admit that there was some wrongdoing? Yes. Okay. But it's better than Joey Joey Ryan trying to like start a GoFundMe and saying that he didn't do it and he's being slandered. Um, I w- I would take Marty over him any day of the week. I think most twice on Sundays. It still wouldn't change. It's a PR nightmare. I did. I disagree. Would it be? Would it be? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. See, I, I actually look at the response when Ring of Honor actually. We're getting way off topic, and I really don't want to go down this topic since we've covered it a bunch. But I do just want to point out: Did everyone look at the general response to when ROH and and Marty Scurll parted ways? Most people saying it took them too long to make the response in general. And that a lot of people are saying he shouldn't work again. I don't care about wrestling Twitter. He could just change his name to Skrull. Then nobody can Google it. See what you did there? I don't think it changes it. I, I, I don't care about wrestling Twitter. I cannot I, stress. I don't think that doesn't change the mass opinion of nightmare. Of of the worst takes of wrestling opinions, like the you know wrestling Twitter kept the Bellas on TV. Thanks, wrestling Twitter. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Give the Bellas a chance. What's been? Way, no, to, no, no, no. To continue to be more of a like to to continue to be ring rats that they've done. That was active when they were active. And advance their career by sleeping with people in the back. The Bella twins are hard to kill. God, I wish they weren't. They're asking for another, <laughs> they're asking for another match at Mania. They want the tag titles. Well, I've got two words for them. Go away. No way. <laughs> go away. All right, let's go over now and talk some SmackDown results, all right? We're not going to okay. Matt. Bullet points. Matt. Matt, we're moving on. If Take you're going to talk SmackDown, you got to ring the doorbell. Ding dong. Hello. You got to ring the doorbell to come in. You can we in. talk about Can we talk about the incredible 8, 8K camera stuff that they're doing? No. <laughs> we got to talk about Ding Dong. Hello, Ryan. Fuck ding off. Dong. No. Okay. No. That was... I feel like this one. Yeah, I give it a push. <laughs> that one's out for you, Kelsey. <laughs> so. Oh, boy. We are off the tracks tonight. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> oh, you, 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 the husbands you, have united. P, P, PWO left to the brother husbands, and it's all off the rails. We gotta should get, probably clarify that for. I almost said something really offensive <laughs> as, a, as a joke, and I had to stop myself. 
I'm about to say, just, just not on air. Never it, on air. It, well, it, it's one of those things where it, it's not meant to be offensive, and it, but it would be. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't mean anybody harm by doing that. Um, I was yeah, my WWE notification for it. Oh God. So no, we, we are gonna start here with Ding Dong. Hello, Bailey. Oh had- my God. She, she actually did a pretty decent Sally Jesse Raphael. Yeah, that's the first um, thing I told Sarah. That's who that is. Yeah, that's what. That's who I thought she was trying to be. Right. Like, am I wrong? I thought it was just trying to be like a hipster Karen. No, no, no. It was definitely like the old Sally Jesse Raphael character. I don't know if Matt knows who that is. Matt might be too young for that. Might be too young. Yeah. She she used to have a, a old um, like talk day daytime talk show. All yeah. right. But we're getting an obstacle course challenge. Who cares? And Matt, you would know Sally Jesse Raphael if you saw a picture of her, I feel. Um, I will only care if this leads to Bianca Belair uh, winning winning the Royal Rumble, which I don't <laughs> want to happen. What but probably we need to we need to start building other women's talent. Um, Lacey um, Evans is gonna win the. Who? Lacey Evans is probably more the Peyton most likely. Royce. Who? Peyton Royce. They're gonna pull the trigger too early. Man, they're not gonna challenge Oscar though. So you gotta go over and challenge Sasha Banks. Well, that would put her back on SmackDown, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that I will accept this and watch her <laughs> lose and watch her lose to. Sasha, as long as the long-term goal is to bring back the Iconics. I don't think she loses. Then, as long as she re- comes back and wins the championship, it is with the Iconics. Look, look Guys. the Iconics were disbanded forever. They didn't yeah. say nothing about managers. Um, we're all missing who the real big winner of the Rumble this year is going to be. I emphasize I, big. I already got my locks. I don't. I don't think Fat Jax is winning. Listen, I don't. Nobody wants her to win, but the fact that she is always in, see, uh, you know, the, the fat, higher the fact <laughs> that she was what her her and Tina are gonna eliminate each other. So yes, I agree. It's yeah. Spoilers we'll cover too much of Royal Rumble actual because we do have our prediction show for that. But, I was gonna say spoiler alert, but Lazy Evans and Shinsuke are winning the Rumble this year. Oh, ooh. okay. I don't think Lacey is. Yep, that's why she's gearing up on Space Mountain because Charlotte's gonna be the women's champion by the time they get the Rumble or uh, Mania. Listen to this again, dog. Nah. Mania, it's gonna be Oscar versus Charlotte. Both no. of them still holding the tag titles, but no. for the Raw Women's title. No, no because they're, they're going to they're they're get the belt wins. They're going to get all the belts, and they're going to wrestle the first night. They're going to defend the tag titles the first night, and they're both going to defend their singles titles the second night. Charlotte would have to win the SmackDown Women's title. Yeah. 
She can do that. Something's gonna happen because we've already done that. We've already done that in the past year. I don't care. What I'm alluding you, to is, you say that like WWE doesn't do these 2006, things. maybe 2007. Tag champs competing for the world title. That's what's going to be. Whoever wins the women's championship is fighting for the SmackDown title. There it is, y'all. No. That one's free. No. I don't even have to tune in for a future prediction show to hear what that's going to happen, because it is. Hey, I think think the one name we're all forgetting, and I know this is way off track, um, there's still a big name free agent out there nobody has talked about in a while. Man, they don't have the guts, but it would be especially because AEW is going to sign her. They don't no. have the they they don't have the guts, but that would be that would be such a power move, and it would be so smart. Which is why it's going to happen. Uh, no, it's exactly why. That's exactly why it's not going to happen. Wait, wait. We're all. Let me let me make sure because we're all talking in code, and whoever's listening in on this might have no idea. We're all talking about Tessa, correct? We're talking about Smasher Smashersmansford. Yes, we are talking about Tessa. Okay, if she doesn't show up at the Rumble, then yes, Matt, I will agree with you that she's going to AEW. Man. That's a huge get for them. Also, Man, she needs to wrestle women. That a yes yes, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. I, that's I, it. I agree, but there's been a huge push lately. Apparently, AEW is interested, but they are slightly worried about the backlash and what it would mean to the locker room. But it sounds like they're more willing to say fuck it. So yeah. they should just go sign Marty. Yeah, Marty yeah, party. People expect them to honestly. I don't think it's going to be a party, though. There's already Hardy Party. God. Are we talking about the Hardy Bros? Is that a thing still? That's already... That's that's already, like, getting ready to be blown up, though. Ding dong, hello. Let's talk about Shinsuke getting his old music back and then beating Popped hard for it. Sorry. I... Oh, I love Shinsuke. Shinsuke's great. Listen, this is about two years past due. He need like he should have uh, beaten AJ at Mania. You know what? He's gonna win the Royal Rumble, right? To be fed uh, Slowman. Not just that. Because hmm? someone needs to show that hey, Japanese guys can get over here and get them to sign on the dotted line. That, yeah, you're two years too late. If I was if I was Okada, I would stay far away. But also, Okada, seeing him win the Rumble doesn't do anything to move the needle. You better win the title at Mania to tell Okada some Japanese star can win the world title. Because right now, there's uh, not a lot of support that that's ever going to happen. Um. Yeah, there's some some reports here that it's changing. No one knows who's winning the Rumble. It keeps going back and forth. I'm still firmly believe that Keith Lee is going to win the Rumble. So they've already, they've already blown it with Keith Lee. No, he's, 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 he's already. Eyes as people have watched them and they've already had the one on one match. 
but it would not a why wouldn't they give him the the Royal Rumble win? Why wouldn't they? Because who cares? A lot of people would care. What are, what are they gonna What are they gonna do with him? Is he gonna lose to to Is he gonna beat Goldberg or is he gonna you know lose to Roman? What's What's he gonna do? No, he's gonna beat Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is losing to Goldberg. Save it for the prediction show, but you're wrong. Goldberg's going to become the oldest champion in the history of WWE, so Vince is off the board there. Um, the last time Okada was asked um, about free agency, a reporter asked him, hey, AEW or WWE? And his response, TNA. I mean, yeah, TNA did yeah. not do him any favors. At the same time, Okada hadn't done nothing prior to that. Now that I'm a, you know, giving TNA any kind of uh, excuse here because they did him bad, but it's not like they had gotten Rainmaker Okada. It's true. Um, speaking of more SmackDown results, though, that were kind of unexpected. Cesaro defeated Daniel Bryan, announcing he will be in the Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah. It'd be real upsetting when Cesaro eliminates Shinsuke Nakamura from the Royal Rumble. I mean, that is what's going to happen if Shinsuke doesn't win, but I just so feel... whatever happened, and, you know, some somebody, you know, correct me, but when did Royal Rumble qualifying matches go, go away? Um, it kind of depends. Like, you know, like it actually mean, means something to be in this you match. Know. Probably around the same time they stopped taking the King of the Rings seriously. I was about to, I was to tell you maybe circa 2003. Jesus Christ. They also, speaking of King of the Ring, because I feel like King, because well, I feel like Baron Corbin's in King of the Ring forever. Is that is that just a... They're not going to change his ring name, so why would they? Well, they could just change it to Corbin. Nah. They would never just. Oh, I'm not even gonna finish that thought. I mean, you could just leave his name Baron Corbin, as Baron is the name of somebody like 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 a king, like a Baron. Could have just left it well, Baron. Well, yeah, he's a he's a Baron, not yeah. a king. Red Baron Corbin. Guys, we are so off topic. Let's finish SmackDown. <laughs> All right, SmackDown is finished. Well, no, <laughs> last thing to talk about. Uh, they had the contract signing for the Universal title match of the Royal Rumble. Um, pretty much, here's the, the gist of it. Adam Pierce seems to be faking a medical injury. He's out. Kevin Owens is in. Last man standing match at the Royal Rumble. Um, so... It's kind of dumb. They heard me complain. It's better than... Pierce wrestling, but like, what was the whole point? The whole point is to show that Roman Reigns is still in charge of the show, but he's not. But he is. But they couldn't have done that by just you know having you know having Pierce make Roman make the decision to what the stipulation is. I'm sorry, one more time. I'm saying, why why couldn't they just 
force Adam Pierce to let Roman make the match stipulation for the match instead of all this rigmarole about, oh, we're going to make you wrestle Roman. Oh, no. Oh, no, I've got a knee injury. No, I'm not. Here's your real opponent. Like, it's, it's, it's a swerve for the sake of a stupid swerve. Like, and it's yes. not even a good swerve because no one cares because Roman's going to win. And we've already seen this KO match. Yes, at least 20 times. Yeah, um, like, at least, like, I at least understand if this, this serves a purpose, like, to bring in someone unexpected to be the opponent. Like, someone coming back from injury or somebody switching brands, you know. Oh, I made a or, trade and brought somebody in, you know. Brown knows Cesaro. Well, that, uh, look, man. As much as we all wanted Cesaro to be a superstar, we also all know that it's never going to happen at WWE. You're right. Yeah, frankly, frankly, we couldn't even get to keep him as the bar, which is really the height of his success as a WWE guy. He'd never been more popular and, and more successful than being a part of the bar. And I would tell you that that's really the height of what Sheamus is anymore. I don't really foresee any major singles runs for for Sheamus, which goes back to the original problem. WWE hates foreigners. Well, that yes, that too. But I just meant them. They're a problem. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad we don't have to watch Adam Pierce wrestle Roman Reigns. So ultimately, like I said, ultimately it's a better booking decision than what was going on, and it's an upgrade from what was going on. That doesn't make it good booking. That's where I'm at with this. Like it's almost like we. It's almost like. You ever, like, get in trouble or something bad's about to happen? So, like, you kind of soften the blow with something else. And then you're like, oh, by the way, there's this. And it's not so bad because all this other thing had already happened. That's what the, that's like what WWE. Last little bit of that. Huh? Struggled to hear the last little bit that you sound kind of far away. Oh, I was just saying, like, it's like you use you use something as a smokescreen so something doesn't come off as as bad or as lazy. That's what this is like. We threw out such a bad idea that when this unoriginal recycled idea is really what we give you, it's like, well, it's a step up from what was happening. Okay. That's what WWE is doing. But it's still awful. Yeah. Oh, like... Eh, here's my thing. I actually really like Adam Pierce. I don't have a problem with Pierce. I have a problem with him wrestling Roman Reigns for the world title. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. I mean, uh, once again, if this was... He's done, he's done a good job as an on-TV on personality. He's probably one and, of my favorite... 
on on screen uh, authority well, figures that we've had in a while. I, I think they're trying to avoid an authority versus tribe thing, which is why they went this way with it. Like, oh, I have to fake an injury to get out. But the reality is, if they're you, if they're bringing Pierce into this at all, he should have been like, oh, by the way, uh, now that I've thoroughly looked through this contract, uh, I don't answer to you. So I'm putting Kevin Owens in this match. Uh, because the only person I I have to answer to is Vince McMahon. So have fun wrestling Kevin Owens. Like, that's really how this should have been handled. Like, make Pierce look strong. Yeah, that was kind of my big thing, was that, like, he he got bullied around by Jey Uso and, and laughed along with by Paul Heyman, like, I get it. You're kind of selling the point here of like, oh, I'm going to change the match. I'm going to get you in the swerve here. But like, you don't need to take that when you've already shown you can suspend people like you did with Braun Strowman. Yeah, exactly. Who are you, Roman Reigns? Jey Uso, you kicked me. You're suspended. You weren't in the match. Bye. Have fun watching the World Rumble from your couch. Exactly. Go up here. You're fired. Like, look, and once again, I'm not asking for a heel authority figure because you don't need it. But, like, we don't need a pushover as well. Yeah. You don't have to make him into a Laurinaitis to make him a worthwhile character. Yeah. Like I said, I've liked what they've done with him, but we didn't need for him to to go that far. Or I guess not go far enough. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I am describing it. Being weak. The little man? Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, all good, all good. Well, because well, because he's watching Raw, so. <laughs> that explains it. Has everyone seen the picture of Randy Orton in his uh, mask? Yeah, he's essentially the revolting blob. Oh, sweet. All right, let's go hard to kill now. It's impact. <laughs> Is Randy Orton going to turn into like a Phantom of the Opera character? That would be awesome. He's joining Retribution. Walking around with a half mask. In, always in the shadows of the backstage area. Coming out from under the ring to steal uh, ballets from people. Man, that would be so much more entertaining than what he's doing. Um. So, guys, I think the best way... Really? That. You're just gonna gloss over that? That's a genius idea. I already told yeah. you joining retribution. We already know how data view works. We gotta we yeah. gotta save it for Thursday when we do raw reviews. Nope. Not even gonna talk about it ever again. Because we're not doing right. it. Right creative control for it. I'm not coming on Thursday if we can't talk about Phantom of the Wrestling Ring, Randy Orton. Pat, you should talk about a former X Division champion. Who also sounds like a delicious sandwich. Nope. Nope. Going too far now. All right. So that, that nickname is gonna be hard to kill. There's your there's your segue, Matt. Let's do it. So what I'm gonna do here is I'm just gonna run through the results and then we'll just kind of take a little minute to talk about each one as needed, okay? 
All right. Yeah. Pre-show match. Brian Myers defeated Josh Alexander after he pulled the headgear down over his eyes, then hit him with the lariat. Decay defeated Neil Dashwood and Caleb with a K after they both got blinded with uh, Green Mist. Violent by Design, the stable of Eric Young, Diener, and Joe Doring defeated Cousin Jake, Rhino, and Tommy Dreamer. Fire and Flava, Kiara Hogan, and Tasha Steeles, they <sighs> defeated Havoc and Nevea to become the new Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champion. Uh, surprise, surprise. Matt Cardona showed up in Impact, defeated Austin by disqualification after Madman Fulton get, uh, got involved. Manic retained the X Division title against Chris Bay and Rohit Raju. Diana Perazzo defeated Taya Valkyrie via submission. The Karate. <laughs> All right. Look, this is literally what it says on, on Wikipedia. I'm running Wikipedia, down. okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're going off of that. The Karate Man defeated Ethan Page via murder. It's funny because if you click on the Karate Man, Ethan Page's uh, Wikipedia page comes up, which is totally in, incorrect. Yeah, they're not, they the are not the same person. Uh, Eddie Edwards defeated Sammy Callahan in Barbed Wire Massacre. And Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers defeated Rich Swan, Chris Saban, and Moose, who replaced Alex Shelley. Matt, um, uh, you didn't say that correctly. The Bullet Club defeated Rich Swan, Nick Saban. No, no, no I'm just Saban. reading this as it has popped up as the results are listed. So mm-hmm. we can talk more about that when we get to main event, but we're going to work our way up to that, okay? All right. So I think the biggest thing to note here was how good commentary was for this show. You know, the thing is, on second watch, when we watched it again last night with Jeff, uh, they were not nearly as good as I thought they were, which also goes back to the pre- prevailing thought that, man, God, they're such an improvement over Madison Reed and Josh Matthews. Like, anything would have seemed like, you know, great. Like, D'Lo was a lot worse than I thought he was. The first time, sure. but but I mean, there's still like I said, there's still way, way better, still a huge improvement. But it isn't because they are like the best ever. Well, it, it was was my done commentary as well. What, what's that? I think this is the first time D'Lo has ever done commentary. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, I definitely think he had some stumbling blocks to get through. I thought Matt Stryker did a pretty good job in general. Stryker's Stryker's always been solid on commentary, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, as long as he's not wrestling. I didn't even think his wrestling was that bad. I just I know. Ooh. Go back, go go back and watch with ECW. Sure, but I also think twenty twenty one Matt Lilly expects higher caliber of wrestling than. 2007 Matt Lilly watching WWE CW. I expected Sabu, who is bad. So when the bar is low and the first thing that comes out is ECW zombie, you know? Uh, um, not wrong. But yeah, the big thing for me was commentary. Madison Ray has officially retired from professional wrestling. Uh, Good. He did just graduate from college in December, so 
I, I didn't actually know about that. So as a congratulations to her, that's awesome. She's looking forward to uh, putting more into her new career. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure. And I never really saw what her official degree was in. Cosmetology. Is that actually it? Or are you just <laughs> a dick? False. Yeah. I mean, it might be true. Um, but she is <laughs> Josh Matthews has gone back to being a senior producer backstage, which I think a lot of people saw him doing anyway. Um, he was probably spread too thin there. I think he does better also in the backstage segment. He's not talking. He is god awful talking. Um, so commentary that was the big thing here. Um, I'm just going to go right to Violent by Design versus Cousin Jay Frank and Tommy Dreamer. Because I don't, I don't really think the Decay match was... I'm gonna, I want to I wanna make one statement out of those first two matches before we do, and that is I think Josh Alexander is going to struggle to find a niche as a singles competitor. He's really good in ring, but I just have a feeling he could get lost in the sauce a little bit. Yeah, but I also think that could be a part of kind of like his storyline right now as well, where it could David be a ruined is... redemption thing. You're right, mm-hmm. yeah. I, but I That's... just I I don't know. He that whole thing with Myers was wonky. Yeah, but um, but I think yeah, I mean, Matt hit the nail on the head though during our prediction show. Um, is that he's undefeated and he's still undefeated? Yeah, after this. Myers has yet to lose an impact. On impact, yeah, in impact, like pay per view, buyers, yeah, correct, like in singles or tag competition. Oh, okay. So, like, I just, I, it's not anything that they did in the match. It was just, I just, I don't know. He, he's not a great talker. He doesn't have a great look when you put him out there by himself. Like the headgear and singlet doesn't do it. I disagree with you on that. I really like it. I'm also I'm also a wrestler though, so that might be my bias. I'm a wrestler too. Well, I know that's what I'm saying. That just might be why I like it. Like I get I get the story. Like oh, he has ear bit off, so he wears headgear instead of getting his ear re-sewn on. But no, I mean I, I get it. I'm just saying like. I, I am. I'm going to make this prediction now that he's going to struggle. Like, don't be surprised in six months if he's still not really doing anything because they got nothing for him. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's still a lot of time for them to keep pushing this whole. He's got to refine himself, though. I think that's a very big thing of what's happening right now. Look, all I'm saying is, if there's a Marty Janetti, he's it. Well, I mean. Ethan Page is everything you would want in a singles wrestler. So there's always got to be one. John Morrison was it. So yeah, yeah. And he's never he's never been a major world champion anywhere. Um, I mean, Rele- anywhere, anywhere relevant. I mean, anywhere relevant. Are we not counting impact? No. Not when he was there. I just feel like you can't uh I don't know. 
had he had maybe the most talked about segment when he won the belt off of Austin Aries. Don't care. You might not, but I think most people would. Nope. I don't think I don't think people could even tell you what his name was in Impact. I think I think most people would tell you because he takes the last name of just about every show he goes on. I don't remember him. I don't remember him being a part of Mundo Wrestling. Johnny Johnny Impact. Johnny Aztec. <laughs> anyway, so for me, um, just going down the line here of the match card, um, th- the knockouts tag team title match was everything that I expected it to be. Um, the in-ring work was a little better than I thought it would, but it was still not a match that I particularly cared for. Um, it was nice to see Gail Gail Kim. That was the best part of the match. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna politely disagree. Um, this was a match that like I would have told you if I had the choice, we could have just skipped going into the night. Um, I thought both tag teams actually worked very, very hard um and put on probably the best match I've seen either of them wrestle. Um, although like it, I'll, I'll acknowledge that outside of the tournament, there's not very much wrestling of theirs that I had seen prior to. Um, but I think that they actually put on about as good a match as you could ask for out of them. Fair. Yeah, I agree. I think this is actually some, some of their best work I've seen them do, whether it be singles or tag on, um, since I have really focused back in on them. Um, I just impact in general. Uh, and I got this one wrong on the prediction show. This was the one I got wrong, but I definitely think this was uh, the right choice here with Fire and Flavor. I'm happy we did not get the wonky finish I was expecting. Well, I kind of said it after the match. Like, in retrospect, we should have known they were going to win because if they weren't going to win – they probably would have put a more high-profile team to lose in there to put over uh, Havoc and Nevaeh. I could um, either way, just because they've had this, this I don't want to say rivalry, but I guess this back and forth between those two teams now for a while. So dating back to before Slammiversary. Um, being... Being you know, the local referee here, I have to make note of the return of Brian Hebner to Impact Wrestling. Um, it was definitely a welcome sight, a welcome face. Um, so, um, backtracking here a little bit, though. Uh, <laughs> Violent by Design versus uh, Cousin Jake, Rhino, and Tommy Dreamer. This match was fine. I, I thought it was enjoyable. Um, watching it the second time was a little bit harder. Um, I think it's a little bit easier to start seeing and nitpicking, you know, Joe Doring and Tommy Dreamer and Rhino's performance in there. You can definitely see their ages affecting them. Um, man, Cousin Jake could be a star if they repackaged him the right way. 
Um, he has the look. He's got a good finish. The black hole slam is always perfect. I'm always a big fan of it. Um, I thought he looked the best in this match. Of course, uh, also props to EY for taking the back body drop onto tax because that's not on my contract. Yeah, good, good old tax spots are always, always fun. Um, I, I really like EY's, uh, what, what they're doing with his group. I, I love what they've done with Diener. Um, I think, I think this, this is going to be good for him. Uh, I agree with you that the cousin Jake, if he can get over the stigma of being just random ass cousin Jake, um, you know, it'll be fine. But that character name is stupid and it sucks and they need to repackage him like they did the other Diener. And (laughs) God, am I tired of Rhino and uh, Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer. Like, God damn it. Go away. You you have so much young talent. Like, you know, I know that they did the thing with Ace Austin uh, and had Cardona come out for kind of the pop and, and I guess they're probably going to set up a feud with those guys going forward. But, like, damn it, you know, Ace Austin's, you know, people can say whatever they want because he's the heel and he comes out and gives that promo. But, like, he's exactly right. Why why are Tommy Dreamer and Rhino on this card and Ace Austin is not? Yeah. Very true. Um, Especially since he just won the Super X Cup. Like, that's my – and that's my problem with this whole Matt, Matt Cardona spot. Okay, you could have picked any other talent to be where Ace Ace Austin is here now. Okay, but but don't do this to him. Okay, and I might be in the minority here, but we don't have Cardona signed, and you're gonna have him get the one up on one of your best young young talents. I didn't think third Ace Austin. I don't yeah. think at all. Yeah, the way they did it, it didn't uh, make it weak, but I I, I, I I tend to agree with you, Ryan. I don't I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't love it. Um <sighs> my thing is if Ace Austin gets added to the X Division title match, he's gotta win it, in my opinion. And they should have done that because Manic sucks. Yeah, but they <laughs> want to keep this title on Manic, so I would almost rather them have this segment where we at least have him set up to be in a, a top-tier feud of what's going to be there. Out, outside of this Karate Man thing, which we'll talk about, the Manic TJP character is the – like it, it took away from a match that was really great. Yes. The whole thing with the mask and like the clown face paint – that he was wearing, like we're not supposed to know. It's TJP underneath wearing clown makeup. Like I don't, like I don't know if he was thought he looked like the Joker or what. He looked like an idiot, and it was ridiculous. And the whole thing was really, really stupid. And it took away from a, a fantastically booked triple threat match where, even though they had so many false finishes, it didn't feel like a forced. You know, we're going to have a bunch of false finishes just to keep you guessing, like uh, WWE can do. Like, it was a very organic 
you know, like way of doing it. And it was a really great match, except for all the manic crap. Um, I do want to hit on that. But I do just want to close one last thing out. Ryan also said Matt Cordona currently is not signed to impact, but he is expected to be around for this uh, current set of tapings. Not sure if he'll be there long-term or if this is similar to the AEW segment where he gets five episodes and then he's gone. Um, Very curious to see what they do here with that. Yeah. If that's, if that's the case, then this is fine. As long as Ace Austin gets the upper hand in the end. Yeah. Um, That's, what they'll end up doing if he is not staying. If he's staying, don't be surprised if he wins. Oh, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think, honestly, right now, Im- Impact is the best fit for him. Um, he looked huge in their, in their tiny ring. He, he also is, I think we also lose track of how big that dude actually is <laughs> because he is a big cat. You're just used to seeing him standing next to John Cena. That's true. And he's taller than Cena, actually. Um, also, also, he really, you know, he's a prime example of what not being on the road 200 days a year turns into. You just, you look bigger and healthier, like, in general. Like, look at, look at Miro. Miro looks fantastic. Oh, a million bucks. Um, and I think it just has a lot to do with not living in hotels five yeah. nights out of seven, not doing six shows a week. That's been the big thing I always say. Yeah, you eat you yeah. eat cleaner. You're sleeping in your own bed. You're not picking up fast food at three in the morning. I can't tell you how many times I've seen an interview of someone be like, "Yeah, I I can cook my own meals. I'm not I'm not picking up McDonald's every night," which like. God, would you ever think that these top tier athletes in the WWE are eating McDonald's every night? Like that sounds absolutely crazy. Oh, but I mean, think think about a normal person who has things going on in life. Yeah, I mean, like I I the first one that will tell you like football season starts, and like I have to make a concerted effort to not eat out because I know I do it too much, and I'm just you know. Joe Schmo high school coach, you know, it's not like I'm traveling thousands of miles a week, you know? Yeah. So um, it's, it's super believable. I do also want to say this though, Matt Cardona standing in the ring across from Madman Fulton. Who's almost as big as him. Uh, well, he made me go like Madman Fulton needs to work out more. Yeah, well, Madman Fulton is just a – he's a jag. I feel like he could be – I don't know if I would say better, but I feel like he would do a better job in his role if he put uh, – I don't know, put put some more muscle on him. Because, like, he's a big dude, but he doesn't, like, look incredibly jacked or strong or anything, you know? Like – his shoulders aren't super defined. I know I'm saying this is just Joe Schmo who who watches wrestling, you know, but like portraying a giant and then Matt Cardona, who is not a giant, has never been portrayed as a giant, is across the ring and is making you look small, even though he's maybe an inch shorter than you. Like, yeah, that's something you got to do, you know? Well, that's kind of the bit. Like, you're booking him as a giant, but he's not. Yeah. All right, so so this X Division triple threat match. 
my biggest issue with this whole thing is yes, the manic spot where the mask gets taken off and there's face paint underneath, but it's not even necessarily the spot. It's the people who are comparing this to Jushin Thunder Liger. That is like disgusting to me. It's definitely a slap in the face. Um, I, I visually, it's not even close. No. And, and if you are, you know, if, if you've, if you watch that in that entire storyline evolve into what it became, and then you look at this, you are, you are slapping, you are slapping Liger in the face. Yep. And you don't care about wrestling. Because this is the worst thing other than, in my opinion, the knockouts titles. This is, you know, man, Manic is the worst character that they have. Yeah, it's frustrating, too. Like, it, it's almost heel-ish. Like, we're supposed to be behind this and laughing. Like, ah, you know, he's getting one on him. But, like, it's obnoxious. It's like, we know who this is. Everyone knows who this is. Even when you took the mask off, the face paint started to fade, and we could see who it is because the face paint also doesn't cover up the tattoos. Yeah, and that's exactly it. It's insulting. Put sleeves on, at least. That is also my other thing. Like Just lazy. I, I said this, and God, I should have known better when I said it. When we're talking about predictions for... Was it Bound for Glory? I don't know. When TJP won the title. Sorry, Manic won the title. Uh, maybe. It was the last pay-per-view in December for Impact. Um, oh. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, I even said here on the show, like, God, if this is suicide... But now I'm sitting here like suicide would have been a better option because suicide suicide's in a full body suit that covers up tattoos. Yep. Like it's so frustrating. It's that so would be final resolution. Final resolution. There it is. Sorry. No, you're good. I appreciate you looking that up. Uh, yeah, but it 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 just shows that they would rather dip into the well again rather than try anything else different i don't even care that the character is manic just put him in something that it's i mean when you got a dude who's totally tatted from you know wrist to shoulder on both sleeves and they're recognizable tattoos don't i mean just don't insult your viewers and then you have to you know have this whole the whole match even with the new new broadcast, the whole match where one is like blatantly pointing out that it's TJP and the other one having to defend that it could be somebody else. It's not. We don't know. It's TJP. It could be best friends, and they just have matching tattoos. Yeah, I just like it. It makes it almost unwatchable at times. It's and it's it's very annoying. And, and it, it sucks because it took away from a very good match. Agreed. It, it really, like uh-huh. Chris Chris Bay and and Rohit really 
really turned in great performances. Yeah, both of them, I feel like, have really stepped up, uh, especially in the past few months. Um, I got to tell you, I would have I, I was completely in on Rohit Raju as a, as a comedy act at best. Everything that he's doing, trying to be like the sidekick to everything, and then totally swerving it on us and being the dude obsessed with the title. Like, I love that. I love that. And like, he's wrestled like he's obsessed with the title. His characters made total sense. It, it works. You know, like, ah, you, you could just do better. You could do better. Um, I do want to move on because otherwise we're going to run out of time. I want to quickly talk about Diana Prazo versus Taya Valkyrie. Um, and they had this whole scrum here at the beginning of this match that I know some people did not like, but I really appreciate the fact that they just got done with and had everyone ejected immediately um, because you took out the shenanigans. And I, I got to be honest with y'all, like, so I've watched this match twice and I've watched it both times going, Yana Perrazzo rolled on Taya Valkyrie. Yeah, she dominated. And Taya really looks like she's lost a step. She, she Yeah. She has, but I, I do want to point out the fact that like she made Taya Valkyrie verbally say I quit. She had she had to literally break her. Um, and and just Diana looked so incredibly strong in this match. Uh, I really thought it it took a lot away from Taya Valkyrie, but she just has not looked the same since uh, really. And I know I've said this before since Tessa won the world title. Because Taya Valkyrie is, a, is an incredible women's wrestler, but they found her ceiling when she could not compete for the world title. And there was no one in Impact who could really have a go with her other than Jordan Grace. And we can't have Jordan Grace, Taya Valkyrie at every pay-per-view. Yep. So. Yeah, the thing that stuck out here to me was um, Deanna is such is is such a technician and i i think it still surprises me that she can still find ways to still enhance who she is in 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 ring when 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 she pulled that tequila sunrise out i thought i was looking at conan i mean she she is one of the top five women's wrestlers probably in the world right now I'm, I'm. I think she might be the top three right now. I might be Charlotte, Oscar, her. Um, just in my opinion, people actively. <sighs> I don't know that I'm putting her over Thunder Rosa. I. I mean, I she's great. Could, yeah, I think it could go one way or the other. I mean, y'all know me. I'm a big Thunder Rosa fan, but I and I don't know that she's better than EO. So she might not be tough. I don't know. She's really good. She's really damn good. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. That's that's, that's, a different, that's another conversation for another day. But yes, because we'll we'll go down this and we'll have this. Maybe this will be a Thursday conversation. Um, maybe next Monday, depending on how much time we have. All right, let's We're talk, gonna talk about, about Randy Orton being murder in the wrestling ring. One more time. So that just depends on if we're going to talk about the Phantom of the Wrestling Ring. Randy. You're wasting time. So, Karate Man versus Ethan Page. Um, so I got to tell y'all, the first time I watched this, I thought, oh, okay, they're making fun of a bunch of 80s and video game stuff. Because this was not 
okay, it wasn't good wrestling. It was awful. The whole thing was awful. And what it, don't don't try and justify it. Let's just talk about how no, bad. No, it was. I, I am saying what I what I honestly believe. The first time I watched, I it, I was like, oh, okay, they're making fun of a bunch of stuff. What was the first thing I said to you when that thing ended? Uh, well, at least we know Ethan Page is staying in Impact because they would never put that horse shit on uh, in, on a pay per view uh, if he was leaving. So they must be they must be appeasing him because it's awful. It's freaking terrible. And uh, come to find out that they were doing it to make him look bad uh, because he's leaving, which also makes sense. But it just shows you, like, also kind of how crappy the wrestling industry is. Although, I had a thought on this. And maybe Ethan Ethan probably went too far for this to be the case. Um, Do you have what he said? Do you want to read that? Yeah. Read that, and then I'll talk about this. No. Pulling it up now. All right. Well, while you're pulling that up, um, I'm on board with everybody on this. Um, I thought it was a joke. I watched it again. I thought that it screamed, um, "See you bye," and you're getting booed, and you're getting booted out out of the door. See, I really, I really thought at first it was like, well, at least we know he's not going to WWE because they wouldn't put this crap on if he was, if he was leaving. <laughs> Like this is this is some Ethan Page should have been saved for Botchamania three, but or uh, not Botchamania. What are they called? Yeah, Talking uh, Shopamania. Uh, Talking Shopamania. Yeah. So here you go. Here is his full statement. He made this post. He he put out a thing on Twitter calling it dog shit, and then deleted it pretty shortly after. But then he made a post in a wrestling action figure group. Um, and here you go. I'm going to take a full-blown break from social media. I'll be staying active on my personal Patreon as much as I can, and probably in this group too, because I love the figure life and you guys. XOXOX. But man, last night sucked. I'm so embarrassed without Impact lazily edited that segment last night and forced it to be a joke. I felt the of the same guys fighting each other was comedy enough, and the, and the more serious we took it, the better the reaction would be. Because I left the company, they lied to my face and just did what they wanted the whole time. I'm sorry if any of my fans paid for that pay-per-view and felt cheated. I honestly feel the free version I gave away was made with more love, care, and attention to detail. Sadly, I had no control over the creative or the final product, and the editor refused to send it to me beforehand. So I saw it live with you guys and was surrounded by family, all scratching their head at their high school project level delivery on a pay-per-view. I pray people know I didn't edit that hot garbage. I actually begged Impact not to even have Karate Man on TV. I only want it for my YouTube channel, but we don't write the shows. We just get the scripts and do our best. I don't know what else to say. Breaks my heart this company refuses to respect its talent or its fan base on a regular basis. I tried. Oh, well. Life goes on. That door is closed. Now let's focus on what's next. Hope you're all well. I love you all for supporting me and helping promote my projects. Because without you guys, Karate Man wouldn't have been anything. Haha. I'm going to just focus on the good that came of him for my social media and personal channels. He's gone now and may live on in good videos edited by the person who created him, not stolen by a greedy company trying to capitalize on someone else's hard work and creativity. 
Sorry if this comes off so negative. I know I'm usually a positive light for my fans, but today I need to just be honest. I was lied to, I was hurt, I was disrespected, and I need a break from it all. You know, this sounds an awful lot like the lawsuit battle that Matt Hardy had over over the broken gimmick. And I feel like this is going down a similar path, um, which is really unfortunate. What if I told you that this is all a work to put Don Callis over and Ethan Page is going to AEW to be part of the storyline? I mean... I think he... I'm going to be honest. I think... He went too hard in the paint for that to be the case. But wouldn't that be genius? Eh. What? Eh. Yeah, because here's the thing, all right? Oh, boy. You are further breaking the wall, though, if you do that. The wall is broken, Matt. The internet did that years ago. The wall is broken. But they try and at least uphold it. (laughs) You would agree. No, they don't. And here's there's the, no there's no Brody Lee tribute show if you're trying to keep from breaking the law. So here's the issue as well. We're gonna have Ethan Page versus Kenny Omega. You don't think Ethan Page could could wrestle Kenny Omega? I think it'd be a fine match, but I don't think it would get as much hype as we would love it. I mean, he doesn't go after Kenny Omega immediately. He signs AEW because not only does this give him a new creative life and you put him with Cody and the Bucks against Kenny and the Good Brothers and the rest of the Bullet Club that's coming. I don't know. I, I think it's it's a little too convoluted at this point to do that. I think you're a hater. Silence is deafening. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, Ryan, does, Ryan doesn't want to take your side. I don't want to take. I don't take anybody's side because I don't even know if it's worth it. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Many hearts. It's not. I love Ethan Page. I want nothing. But all, all. All I want to. I want to point out is that Matt said Ethan Page is not. Uh, good enough to to promote against Kenny Omega. We just you put that out there. That's out there in the ether. Um, what I will say, I think the only person who has paid for an Ethan Page shirt on this show, just because you like him, doesn't mean he can get over. Apparently, Matt. Just I mean, I have a lifeblood shirt on right now. Does that matter? I mean, I'm saying I have actually put money in his pocket in comparison. But okay. what, what, does that here, what does that have to do? What does that have to do with talking about his talent? I'll, I'll wait. So what I'm getting at here is, doing this, you're not going to get enough traction to make that a spot right away. That's my point. I think Ethan Page is a star. I think he could do anything in the world, but I think that is a little too much too soon. I don't think you have to put him right into that right away. I mean, I think it makes total. 
think it makes total sense in the storyline where Tony Khan is trying to buy out pieces underneath Impact and Don Callis' nose. That's why they keep buying. made fun of the division and Impact the entire time. He's made fun of their roster. Yeah, so that doesn't mean he can't poach the only good wrestler that's available. Eh, It's backstepping at that point. Um, I'll move on to the Bloodwire Massacre disappointment. Um, so the match was fine. I mean, the fact that winning was the problem. Well, the fact that it wasn't a barbed wire massacre match was the problem. It was booked. It was booked as a lie. And I said this on the prediction show, um, is that if you go through TNA's history, which is now impact wrestling, they are one of the same. Yep. All of the, all of their barbed wire massacre matches have the ring ropes re- replaced by by barbed wire. That is that is the match concept. That is not what this was. So do not falsely promote what this what this was supposed to be, because it wasn't. Yeah, I agree with that. My other only issue, I mean, with what it was, I thought they did fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Eddie Edwards, so I was not happy that he won. Um, I know Pat's going to say here in a minute, but the pile driver from the middle rope through the barbed wire table. Yes. Finish. That, that bothers the hell out of me. Like, that's a spot. Uh, it, it didn't feel so bad. After um, Sammy Sammy no sold the Boston D party, at least he no sold that. But for for what finished that match to be what ended it, like I don't know how you get pile drive driven from the second uh, turnbuckle and and not you know be out when it's on a bar. You know that's that's his finishing move. On a, I'm going to stop. That's a package driver for the finish. Well, yeah, but he... No, he, no uh, I know, but I'm with you. I'm with you. It's a little obnoxious. For all intents and purposes, it, it is his finisher, you know? Yeah. I'm with you. That, that was my frustration. Other than that, I thought the match was real good, um, or at least enjoyable. Eddie Edwards took a bump where he was thrown from the top rope onto the chain that they had on the side. And when I saw it live, I got it caught him under the chin. He is, he's got to be gulping for air right now. And then they showed in replay and I was able to see he got his arm over. So it didn't actually go under his chin, but the, the live view of it, terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Um, and really main event time. There's only three things to, to point out for me. Um, a, Bullet Club, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers coming out in all actual Bullet Club gear, wearing the Bullet Club name, wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt. Um, God, you got to tell me there's no way, no way New Japan would have let that happen. New Japan would have ceased and desisted this if they were not on board at this point, in my opinion. Um, B, Moose made this match significantly better. 
mm-hmm. because <clears throat> Kenny Omega, in my opinion, sold a little too much for everybody. And and to a degree, I get it that you got to make Impact look good. Like they have their top guys, but man, Rich Swan did not look like he deserved to be in this match. It looked. Rich Swan's not a main eventer, and that is what bothers me about all of that. Like, here's the you... best case scenario that can come from this: Moose ends up taking the title off of Rich Swan, and at least we get Moose versus Kenny Omega because we've already seen that Moose can hold his own. I think we're gonna get a triple threat match where Kenny beats Swan to get the title with Moose being in it. And not losing. My prediction. So they've they've shown that their next pay per view is their next big pay per view that we'll pay for is Rebellion in April. So that's the next paid for pay per view. We're gonna have, I believe, two to three um, smaller pay per views through uh, Impact Plus between that time. Kenny Omega pinned Rich Swan. I imagine between then, Moose has already been told he's getting a shot at the title. You're going to defend that title on one of those shows. Kenny Omega screws Moose. Um, Don Callis books the show. They've already kind of talked about it. So Don Callis is going to make sure it's one-on-one. It's going to be Kenny Omega putting down Rich Swan to win the Impact title. And Moose will be the guy to take the belt off him. I don't think he'll be in a triple threat match. I think they're going to have Kenny cost him to write for the future match later. Could be. Um, so I put in the group chat uh, when we were watching it live, because, Ryan, you watched it on, on a day delay. Um, holy shit, that standing Spanish fly from the top rope from Moose to Kenny Omega. Yeah. Moose is a stud. <clears throat> Now, I know it takes two to tango, but yeah, you're right. Moose is a star, and this made Impact's world champion look bad. Yeah. They need to get that title off of him as soon as possible if they want to make anything happen from this AEW Impact whatever. Uh, I think I've come to the point where I think, or, or I'm putting dots connected here. Remember when we were all saying that they took the belt off of Eric Young too early? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I, I would put money down that this is probably when AEW and Impact finalized the deal that they were going to work together and they needed to put a face champion there. Um, because as much as I hate him, Eddie Edwards makes more sense to be in this. <sighs> that was what I was going to say. Even if that is the case, yeah, I, I don't like him, but he still fits the bill better to, to, be, to be the guy there. That, that's my big issue. I thought this was a fun show. Um, it was not as good watching it the second time around, but I think that also just because I think most shows the second time you watch it aren't as good. Well, I mean, and we watched it twice in two days. Yeah. We, uh, there's pro- there's going to be a little fatigue, and now we're looking for negatives instead of just yeah. sitting and enjoying the show. Yeah, but I did thoroughly enjoy the show. And, and I I know Pat – you had said something along the lines of this is maybe the best show that they've done the first go around that we watched it. 
Yeah, it was the best. Since we've started re-paying attention to Impact, which for the majority of us in PWO, uh, I know there's some exceptions, but the majority of us, we didn't really start talking about it on a week-to-week basis until they brought back, you know, EY and the Good Brothers and stuff like that. Um, So, you know, it's definitely the best show they've done uh, that we've been really paying attention to. And it definitely, for me, it definitely cemented, like, Moose is absolutely, if you have one guy in your company that is absolutely your head like you should be your heavyweight champion and should run run it is moose moose is the guy um ace austin is also that type of guy but moose has everything he's got the look he's i mean he is just he's a man amongst boys in there um and he can go uh, he's another one I was saying, like, you know, total package, he might be one of your top ten guys in the world right now. Um, yeah, he cut a promo. Uh, that's That was what I was I was literally going there, was um, between his in-ring ability that he showed off and the promo he cut when Rich Swan was trying to be like, oh, you're, you're faking, you ain't going to be with us, blah, blah, blah. Man, he cut a promo about like I I detested people in the locker room, but when it came to business, I'm I'm there to win, and it was just a great promo, and like he immediately just sat back in his chair and stopped talking, even though Rich Swan wouldn't shut the hell up. Um, yeah, oh, we, we go see. We're gonna. It was such. a Rich Swan is so bad, conversely, um, on on Mike, and and it, it was just it was perfect because he's just sitting there, no no mind to what Rich Swan's trying to say, and just giving you this like I'm I'm locked in pregame. It, it it makes you think of as a football coach. It makes you think like that time right before a game. When you're zoned in, you're locked in, and you're, you know, getting ready to handle your business. And it was just perfect for what his character is. Yeah, I thought this was a fantastic pay-per-view from top to bottom. I don't know if the in-ring work was better than Slammiversary's. I think I enjoyed Slammiversary better as a, as just in general. But I do believe that... Uh, the commentary made such a big difference. Yes. Um, I know we talked about at the beginning of the show. I do want to talk about it again. Uh, D'Lo definitely has some room to grow, um, but it was a major difference to the point where I was turning to Pat. I want to tell you maybe every five, 10 minutes, like, man, Matt Stryker is putting this guy over better than anyone on commentary has in the past six months since we've been watching like religiously like Matt Stryker found a reason for me to be like all right Tommy Dreamer I don't think you're a scumbag no I still think he is I mean I do too but 
he at least gave like a bit of like, yeah, you know, he he's paying tribute to all of these guys. He's because he's here for the boys. It's not about the company. It's about the guys. And it was like, it's all it's all well and good, but if you're really here for the guys, get off the damn pay per views. Let the young guys agreed. have some time. Agreed. Yeah, um, I thought the show was above average. I think fantastic is a little bit of a stretch. Um, Wrestle Kingdom to me is fantastic. Um, this I think was better than good, but not better than great. Um, I get, I get, I get what you're saying, but I also feel like you have to, you have to rate each show based, yes, based on the company. A fantastic, like a fantastic show for. Um, Impact is, you know, uh, you know, probably a disappointing show for, uh, you know, for like a New Japan. Uh, I, I, I think, I think we're blowing. I, I, I seriously think we're making this out to be a way better pay per view than what it was. It was, it was a good show. I thought, it's, I thought it's the best one out of the last like four or five. Oh, for sure. But that doesn't mean it's great. I'm saying I'm saying that it was a very good show. Okay, I think that's a fair assessment. There were about I, three matches. I don't think that we needed. I think that I, I think that the I, I think that we were falsely sold a match that did that didn't come. Um, I thought the main event was great. What match um, are you talking about? The false barbed wire massacre. Oh, I mean, okay, because because it, it wasn't what. Because it because it wasn't what you had advertised it to be. Yeah, yeah they have portrayed that as a very different match in the past. I, as someone who outside of you know Hogan Impact has not watched a ton of Impact, you know that that time of TNA, I I don't remember many of these matches. You should yeah. watch some quick count then. Well, sure. But I just mean, like, generally speaking, I can't, I can't remember much of them. So I yeah. guess, I guess, like, Matt had the same reaction you did. Mm. I will say that. Like, I don't think know. it ruined the match for me, though. Honestly, I think they um, put, I think they put on about as good of a match in that setting of a ring as you can yeah. expect. Agreed. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed Sam Callahan. I really don't like Eddie Edwards. I don't like that he got one over in this feud, although we should have expected it. Yeah. But I was hoping with Callahan being fresh off uh, re-signing that we would get him to get over here. For me, it was the fact that he already lost to Rich Swan for the title. All right, well, let's get our babyface wins over here before we move on. It's gonna be interesting because guys like Callahan and Edwards, like if Kenny is gonna be around and doing this, like what is your like what what are you gonna be doing? You know, like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of questions there um, because. I mean, there's only so much airspace, and I know it won't really, not necessarily cut, you know, 
from maybe what's going on impact on Tuesday nights, but you can't put the those guys aren't going into the title picture. Um, we'll probably revisit uh, Eddie Kingston versus EY um, and Ace Austin. He'll deal with Matt Cardona for the next five ish weeks. They'll probably have a match at the next Impact Plus. And then from there, Ace Austin will take the belt off of Manic. Yeah. Jimmy Callahan will find some other old man to terrorize. Probably Tommy Dreamer. The, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, I don't think we want that, but I think I think all of us could say that's that's a very Which is which is the problem inherently I'm still having with impact. Yeah. I need that that next step needs to be taken where that's not the answer. Like, oh, we don't have anything to do with you right now. All right, throw him a dreamer. Give him a shot with dreamer. <laughs> um I do think, you know, we'll, we'll get some more. At some point, we'll separate the, the world tag titles from the world championship matches. So we'll move away from that. But also, like, how much how much influence from AEW are we going to get? Are we going to have guys from AEW show up? Are they going to show up on AEW and wrestle on Dark or something, you know? Um, I think there's a lot of where do we go from here. I think the big things to point out here is Kenny Omega pinned Rich Swan. That's the most obvious direction. Um, Deanna Perrazzo is probably going to go against uh, Susan. No, because Susan was with them. No, uh, yeah, no, it was a joke. Um, I, I'm thinking either to Neil Dashwood or they're going to give Rosemary. Deanna Perrazzo a win over Jazz. Rosemary. She's already done that. Yeah, but Rosemary beat T, uh, Tennille Dashwood. Yeah, Crazy Steve pinned Caleb with a K. They still won the match, though. They won the match, but Tennille didn't take the pin. Okay. I think that was very poignant. Yeah, maybe. You can um, see how super excited about that. Well, they, they also, God, I want to tell you, maybe months ago, had a segment where Tennille Dashwood interrupted Deanna Perrazzo's, um speech to the knockout division and we never did anything with it so i imagine this that will be where we go from here um hopefully everything is okay with alex shelley there's no real confirmation on why he wasn't involved in the match um just pointing it out that he's very adamant it was not covid related it's just something that has happened that has made the made him unable to be there to wrestle, but he will be an impact again. He will face the good brothers again. Um, Kenny Omega, he has a receipt for Kenny, but he just could not be there tonight. Moose is, uh, they had a backstage segment following the show. Moose uh, reminded is the best way to put it. Rich Swan that match is over. My eyes are back on you. Um, Where he's going to pummel the hell out of Rich Swan. Um, but yeah, that's those are the ones I could definitely see. I don't know who is next for the knockout tag titles. Um, 
maybe we do go Jazz versus Jazz and Jordan Grace versus them. Um, yeah. I, I got to imagine Ace Austin's got to take that title off of Manic. There's got to be someone, and I just don't know what heel you're going to go with there. Um, you might be on to something as um, this week on Impact, we get Jazz and Jordan Grace versus Susan and Kimberly. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, and, and maybe this is Jordan Grace's time to get back into the women's title, but I would prefer not yet. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens on Tuesday. Uh, I don't know a whole lot of where we're going to go from here, but that just is where I would think we would have our attention go, where we would we would draw our lines there for storyline. I think we're but also, also oh, but ahead. also, t- but but also to that point though, you know that's what's going to make you watch Impact tomorrow night. Yeah, because I don't know where we're going. Yeah. Agree. Agree. They did what they had to do. They put on an above average show. They left you with questions, and you're going to want to watch. Exactly. It'll be interesting. We'll definitely talk about it on Thursday when we're back here on the WrestleCast. But with that, guys, you got to hear from the mouth of the South via, you know, Pennsylvania. Cod Sinclair about all of his shows he's put up on. Podcast World Order on our YouTube channel. Jesus. Okay. Um, so five videos dropping tomorrow, um, including five? one. Yeah, five, 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 five. Three ain't five. enough. We need five. Um, you know what? There's gonna be six because I'm tired. Um, <laughs> um, um, Jeff and I recorded the ref bump earlier this afternoon, um, so that will upload first thing in the morning. That'll be on first on my to do list. And then after that, you'll get one, two Rumble matches, um, and then a WCW match, uh, and then you're going to get, I'm going to spoil this one, um, AJ Styles versus Tanahashi from TNA 2006. Um, so, so a total of five matches plus one rep bump tomorrow, so that's six. Maybe some more if I've got some time, um, but I will not do less than that there you go so guys if you like what you heard tonight and if you're excited about all of the shows dropping tomorrow god get your youtube out get that youtube premium so you don't have to pay for the ads they're not paying us for ads yet so although if you are a small business owner and would like us to please Boy, go don't. to one of please go to one of the lovely quick count videos there's a business email in the description box. Shoot me an email. Let's work out some business. And let's just be honest. If you like what you heard, you can support us directly at ko-fi.com slash PWO123. It's as easy as 123. And for the small price of a cup of coffee, you guys help us put on these incredible shows and these wonderful shows that we're putting out on YouTube. And with that, I think I must bid you all uh, adieu. Uh, to everyone starting their football season coming up here, best of luck. Stay safe. I don't know what the hell is going to happen here. I know the world is watching the NFL come to an end, but high school football is just starting up. So be safe. Be careful. Protect yourselves. Protect your kids. Do what you got to do. 
I, I hide your kids. Hide hide your that's wife. Exactly what I was thinking. Like, did you just? Ain't nobody got time for that. What are we doing here? <laughs> and with that, I'm gonna bid you adieu. Goodbye. Good night. Bang. We'll see you Thursday. Quick count. Quick count.